Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we invite you on a journey into the crucible for a weekly or fortnightly, yes, fortnightly celebration of all things Keyforge, its fabulous community, and of course, the excitement of Discovery. I'm somehow still here as your co-host, Ed Pocock, and I'm joined today, as always, by fellow co-host, Zach Armstrong. Zach, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic today, Ed. The birds are still singing. The beautiful the beautiful New York birds are still singing to me all the way down here in Athens, Georgia. So it is a great day. Zach, you're married. You can't talk about New York women like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... That wasn't a euphemism. I sometimes say things yeah, yeah. that are euphemisms, and I don't realize that. So that was not a euphemism. <laughs> Man, that was that was excellent. My wife has watched so much Love Island that that joke. I gotta I gotta retell that one later. Thank you for that, Ed. <laughs> Megan, if and- you're listening. You gotta watch this man and don't let him apply to Love Island. <laughs> well, for the uninitiated, Megan is my lovely spouse's name. Um, and actually, so uh, of course, our return guest BJ, Mister of his YouTube channel, Mister Board Gamer, is back with us to talk about a deck this week, which is lovely. Uh, but I have to sidetrack a little bit. And compliment you that, BJ, Love Island was first mentioned by Ed many moons ago on this podcast, and I had no idea what it was. To so Did to I have win another, something? Uh, to have another American. I think you do win something. What, oh. what What? should we give him, Ed, for the Love Island mention? We should give him a call of discovery compass of gratitude, which yes. is a real thing in our it, hearts. It is. It's, it's a real thing. It's a JPEG. <laughs> uh, is, is that like an thing. NFT? <laughs> we will formally give uh, bj of the mr board gamer youtube channel the nft of our call of discovery compass <laughs> great i'll take it it's beautiful <laughs> just make sure it always gives me true south right <laughs> yeah uh, it'll give you true discovery that's that's for sure that's for sure it always points up and to the left <laughs> So, uh, as we mentioned, uh, we are having BJ back again after his lovely episode last week on approachability in Keyforge and how can we use that as uh, community growers. And, of course, we have our guests back to talk about a deck that is uh, unique to them, weird or wonderful in some special way, or that has just some great story around it with their experience with this unique deck, unique name. Uh, that's something we love about Keyforge, so we bring people back to talk about these decks so uh bj i think we mentioned last time that it's a worlds collide deck but what is this deck's name 
and uh, what's special about it? So this, this deck, uh, I was telling you before, I've never actually, it's been months since I've said the name out loud. <laughs> I've sure. only said it in my head, so I don't know if I'm even going to say it correctly, but Bokach Akia Komarek Scholar. Sorry, I, comma, scholar. <laughs> and I think if you say that slowly in three times, you actually end up summoning uh, the Tiweki Kraken. Uh, funnily enough, that name. It does sound like an incantation. Well, I'm going to tuck <laughs> that over there. That's one for our secret society. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, Which definitely doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And uh, did you... Uh, uh, did you open this deck at a particular event? Did you open it when you uh, purchased a few decks? Uh, when did you open this deck, and then what experiences did you did you have with it? I got this deck. Um, this was in. Uh, I probably bought like four or five decks when I visited my buddy a couple of years back, and um, we were going to get ready to go to the Vault Tour. Uh, it was probably like a month away. Or so. So I got this in one of those packs, um, and we just played. And I remember we played one Sunday afternoon, and just played f- until like the sun went down. And we're just shocked that we sat there and played like five or six hours of Keyforge. And I had just used this deck that entire time, and it got to the point where we were trading back and forth, and we kept saying, "Okay, let's like." rematch and play these decks like against each other over and over and it got to the point where i just couldn't be beat with this deck so then i was just like all right this is like my first serious deck this is the first deck that i feel really good with and that was what made us google keyforge tournament and the first thing we found in our area was the vault tour and we were like all right let's go What an amazing process. That's that's <laughs> awesome. And that the Albany Vault Tour was right there. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. Uh so uh, what uh, what houses are are in what houses are in this deck? I know everybody's waiting with bated breath to not hear you say Brobnar and spoiler alert, no Brobnar <laughs> in this awesome Worlds Collide deck. So, we've got Dis, Sorian and Star Alliance. Mm. And my two favorite houses, I think now I have to give the Unfathomable a fair shot, but uh, my two favorite houses before Dark Tidings, Saurian and Star Alliance, Space Dinos and Space Peepees. And I am (laughs) very excited to share this deck because this was the deck, like this is when I think I first saw Saurian was this deck. Mm. And I was just like, oh, wow, I need more World Collides decks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a fair reaction when you're seeing, oh, gosh, let's see, Double Senator Shrix, yes. uh, Philophosaurus, Golden Spiral with Library of Polyosaurus, like yes. Phalanx Strike and Stomp, Caligaphine Ideal. Yeah, that is that is a loaded Saurian. That is a loaded Saurian. And so a, a couple of those Saurian cards, too, have... Uh, like the amber bonus icons too. So it kind of just worked out to be a deck that I was kind of like, okay, like Chant of Hubris, for example, like just 
doing stuff unnecessarily just to flaunt in my opponent's face. Like, look at me move this amber around. Doesn't matter because I can spend it anyway, but watch it. <laughs> just <laughs> kind of playing those mind games with people. That's my kind of banter at the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, we've got the, the Saurians, lots of exalting there. We mentioned the Strixes. There's that Trisarian Legionary, absolute MVP in, in yes. Saurian and Worlds Collide. Um, so what role what role does the, the Dis House play? I'm seeing a couple really fun doubles over here and some really interesting rares, too. Yeah, so I my favorite thing about it is there's been a couple of games I've played with this deck where I get the uh, two Binding Irons mm-hmm. in the opening hand. Yes. <laughs> and oh, I'm just like so mean. <laughs> yeah. And then once you if you got like, you know, a Senator Shrix in there too, you could really set yourself up early to just, you know, breeze across that third key. But I like the binding chains. Um also just the ability to destroy some creatures and then the harbinger of doom, of course. Like just holding on to that. Um just right up until the point when you really need a board wipe or if you need mm. to capture or I guess take a lot that has been captured from you. The big thing I would say with this deck is there's no not a lot of stealing. Mm, um sure. so yeah, of course it's like if you go up against shadows, that was my the bane of this deck was just running against a decent shadows house. Sure, sure. Yeah, with that that uh the Harbinger of Doom. Um, I see the the other two things that would kind of hit a board were as Harbinger of Doom, Onyx Knight, and then Red Alert. Yep. So Harbinger of Doom, just to kind of paint the picture of how quirky your big board control is here. Harbinger of Doom is the two power three armor creature that says destroyed, destroy each creature. Onyx Knight, four power creature. It says play, destroy each creature with odd power. And then Red Alert uh, is the Star Alliance action that says play. If there are more enemy creatures than friendly creatures, a deal damage to each enemy creature equal to the difference. Uh, now, uh, that was not off the top of my head. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, but so that that is basically your your big board control. So with with your dinos and a couple other ping things, uh, you said you mentioned saving Harbinger of Doom. Do you find yourself having to save Harbinger of Doom in case your opponent gets ahead on the get a, gets ahead on board and is just threatening to outpace you? not really because there are a lot of creatures in Mm. this deck um and especially in star alliance oh my goodness the battle line gets crazy but it is nice to just have that hail mary kind of like okay i don't like the way this is turning out (laughs) right yeah sure sure um and in in that dis house so there's an artifact that i've i've heard only ever gives trouble which is really fitting for a dis artifact called snags mirror Mirror. yeah (laughs) do do you play snags mirror because if you do you're the first person i've met who plays snags mirror (laughs) one thousand percent if i see someone else has saurian i'm getting snags mirror out as soon as i can really yeah (laughs) so cool i love snags mirror And I think that that was a big thing in Worlds Collide. Like a lot of people would were trying to bring out like creatures that could exalt and spend amber that was on them and try to capture a lot. So I would just throw out Snags Mirror just to kind of neutralize whatever creatures they had out. Um, definitely love that card. I think now Snags Mirror would be fun with uh, some of the Darks Hidings cards like what, there's that one card we saw in the big one. Um, 
that was like after a player chooses an active house, the opponent cannot choose that house. Oh, the Uferbecht device or something. I'm yeah. going to butcher it. Yeah, the rare Star Alliance artifact. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if, I guess they both effectively do the same thing, but um, is there a way to, I don't know, I haven't seen all the cards. Is there a way to like set it so that you can force someone to choose a house, but then lock them out of a house oh not not quite i do know that um i do know that given the uh, old uh, call of the archons rulings on uh control the weak and restoring guntis um if you if you say you must choose this house and cannot choose this house uh they end up essentially canceling each other out is is what happens the only way to truly lock somebody out is to uh figure out how to deny them all three houses explicitly right. so uh, but Snag's Mirror versus Ulfbert device would be um, a headache. I might just concede. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but a fun one and a very Keyforge one. Yeah. What a card this is. Um, looking at SAS, it says it knocks the rating down or the win percentage down by 0.8% just having this card in the deck, <laughs> which is right. really interesting. But... I guess if you, BJ, find a way to actually play this well and you back yourself to do that, then this is totally Keyforge, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, did you ever find a situation where you played Snag's Mirror and then the opponent just tried to keep calling Sarian over and over again? Um, I have definitely been... I think it was more common for me to be locked out of Dis. Mm. Um, but... With this deck, I think a lot of people weren't really playing me. And, you know, I'm saying this is like, you know, three, four people I'm talking about. Right. But a lot of people <laughs> weren't playing into it as if like Star Alliance was a big threat. And mm. I think Star Alliance is really where this deck shines, even though we've talked about some great things in the other two houses. Star Alliance is like where if you're paying too much attention to, you know, the Onyx Knight or the Malison. You're not, and your Senator Shrix, for example, you're not really paying attention to Arm Master Molina, Information Officer Gray, Sensor Chief Garcia, three Science Officer Morpheus. Yeah, what do they do <laughs> for your deck? Three of them. It's madness. So, after you play a creature uh, with a play effect, you trigger its play effect an additional time. This deck has so many play effects. When when you submitted it, I'm like, wait, there's Walls, Kirby, Frayne, yeah. two Information <laughs> Officer Greys, Sensor uh, Chief Garcia, Tricerian Legionary, Senator Shrix, uh, uh, gosh, uh, Onyx Knight, which is kind of hilarious. Rot Grub <laughs> is, is great. Like, my gosh, there's so much. Yeah. So it's like a lot of people, you, you play Snagsmere and then... I would go Saurian a lot, and I think they would think that I was trying to lock them out of their Saurian. And then as soon as I start going Star Alliance, and I'm playing all my Star Alliance and all my Dis stuff, and they're busy locking me out of Saurian, it's really just like, it, it's over. Because now all my Dis play effects have been activated like four times. All my <laughs> <laughs> Star Alliance effects have been activated four times, and you're busy locking me out of Saurian. But... <laughs> you know, I've already got if in, in that example, I already had Tricerian Legionary down. So it's like at this point, him and if I get him next to our master Molina, it's just like Ooh, you, you don't yeah. want to swing on this. Come on. You're smarter than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. A Tricerian Legionary with Hazardous 3. Woof. <laughs> Woof. 
Woof indeed, woof indeed. And just in case all goes wrong, you've got a red alert sitting there to balance the field of play. Yep. Although I believe that probably gets discarded more than played with with what your deck looks like. Definitely. And I the one card I always forget about until I draw it, Uncharted Lands. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Stunning artwork, yeah. this one. Stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those artifacts that just like changes the game in one turn. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Uncharted Lands, the uh, artifact, it says play, place six amber from the common supply on Uncharted Lands. Then each Star Alliance creature gains reap, move one amber from Uncharted Lands to your pool. So uh, it is double-sided if there's Star Alliance across the board, um, but certainly a really strong artifact, especially because you have so many uh, you have so many Star Alliance creatures, it would be pretty easy to have them already in play at the start of your turn and then drop uncharted lands and empty at least half the amber off of there right off the bat and uh you mentioned so the the amber control um it's funny because the way uh, decksofkeyforge.com of course measures the amber control is it uh sense the exalting against the amber control right so the amber control's rated at 3.2 but really it it looks like it's closer to a five or a six and of course all of the um you know all of the exalting is is under your your control of course so uh do do you have to plan around like saving you know your rock grub for when a couple morpheuses are out uh or your or your frame uh perhaps do you have to kind of make plans for the amber control with this deck or just do you just race to the finish yeah i definitely think it's 85 percent race to the finish 15 (laughs) percent plan for that you know if i draw rock grub my opening hand I'm definitely not discarding or playing it. I'm like, all right, how long can I hold on to this without it putting me at a disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely thinking of it that way. But I, you also can't just force yourself into bouncing back and forth between houses too much because of the number of creatures in Saurian and Star Alliance. Got to be ready within those like first two, three hands to get a pretty formidable battle line out there. Yeah. Um, so that you can actually start getting that amber. But I would say if I got Rock Grub like turn one and it's the only discard in my hand, I'm keeping it. If it's uh, one of a couple, I might get a little nervous. I might have to mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Now, that, that being said, if they don't kill Rock Grub, it does have Reap Archive Rock Grub. So, uh, you know, it could it could save itself for later. And with the, the two information officer Grays and then the Philophosaurus, um, got a couple ways to to put it or or some other tools away, which is pretty cool. Which is pretty but cool. That is the that's the last line of defense for reclaiming any amber. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, because most most other things are are capture. Malison, of course, has the weird weird things capture capture an amber from its own side, but that's just one at a time on a fight. Yeah. Um, library of polysaurus you can slowly take amber off your creatures but yeah that's really the only amber non-capture uh so you took this to the albany vault tour right i believe i did the fact you say i believe i did suggests that maybe it didn't go quite according to plan oh (laughs) (laughs) no that is that is hilarious but yeah i think it did do can you see on decks of keyforge it's got a three power level 
Organized play wins and losses one and one. So the three power level suggests you took it to some sort of big organized play, but the yeah. one and one organized play wins and losses doesn't seem to match up with. Well, maybe that's just how they counted it with survival. I'm not sure. No, that was yeah, that was the uh, vault tour. Try that okay. was the vault Fan- tour. Yeah, fantastic. I think that was the thing that drew me to it first, and then uh, I think I after that I like you know imported it after playing it for a little while imported it and then was just like oh wow this is (laughs) (laughs) no wonder it was so fun (laughs) yeah no it's it's a very fun deck a very fun deck and uh, i am always interested in decks like this that have speed and amber generation and tricks to throw at the opponent as you're racing towards the finish line but you know little amber control your win condition is is just win first instead of worrying too much about what the opponent is doing, throwing yeah. binding irons on them. So yeah, that is that is that is a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. You had mentioned taking this deck against uh, a couple people. The the games you mentioned that wasn't Albany Vault Tour. That was something else. No, yeah, I used it in uh, a couple like side events that we did, um, and oh, just like pick up oh, games okay. with people. Yeah, gotcha. I so miss those side events. I so miss. Yeah. Going to one of those big tournaments and having... I always think the side events are almost more fun when you've got like, oh, we're going to play Archon, but only in a given set or something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, you have uh, 200 people sort of playing playing exactly that. It just... It's... Yeah. We, we, yeah. we will get... We'll get it again. We'll get it again. And uh, oh, definitely. this deck will be, be the scholar of the meta, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I love the the side events where you have to give someone else a deck too. Yeah. Those are some uh, of my yeah, favorites. Reversal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, reversal. So fun. You probably don't yeah. want to give this one to your opponent though. Oh, definitely <laughs> not. No, no. But, um, we haven't asked you our, our, our most key question yet, which is, yeah, if you could throw a card in this deck that isn't there at the moment, what would that be? And why? I can't choose between two cards. W- what are they? One that I think would just be fun and probably not increase my win percentage, but uh, Arm Master Molina's Blaster. Uh. I would love that because you would be, since there's so many creatures in Star Alliance, you would be able to use it enough to like really get that thing moving around. Um, and then it would just be fun to see it like bounce between creatures and see how long i could keep it going um and then i think another would be bad penny um some kind of maverick bad penny because i would love to just be able to continue stealing from my opponent oh with a oh rad rad penny or bad penny uh rad is rad oh. penny the one that steals and then yes yes and then archives or uh uh steals and then uh, on destroyed goes back into the deck yeah Back into the deck, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. that. Because um, I just think that would be fun. <laughs> There's nothing I can think of that would give me a massive... That makes me think like, oh, yeah, that would be huge if I had that. But what do you, what do you guys think? You are the technicians. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think the red penny uh, a red penny is a is a great choice because 
uh, you can get some some repeated repeated steel there. Um, I think if I if I picked something, it would either be something to just supercharge the deck's speed, like maybe maybe like a, a reliable key cheat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like a reliable key cheat, uh, or or just one or two more kind of amber control cards that would uh, just help it hit a little harder on the amber control front. Um, especially with science officer Morpheus, I could, Oh gosh. I mean, there's three science officer Morpheus in here. So a, of course, legacy restoring Guntus is, is the dream, right? One of those decks does exist. It does exist. Uh, and it's, it's in theory, it is just completely silly, but, um, I mean, it looks like a very fun deck, a very fun deck, uh, as is, of course, that is our most, our most sacrilegious key forge question. (laughs) It's got to be fun, or it just ain't right. <laughs> Sounds like the new tagline. Yeah, I was thinking uh, that is a great tagline. YouTube channel. <laughs> I don't care what it means, but I'll buy it. <laughs> I will definitely put that in the video. <laughs> it's done. Lovely. Well, it has been a lot of fun talking about uh, Volkachi Akea Koma Eric Scholar uh, BJ, thank you so much for coming back and bringing uh, this very fun-looking Worlds Collide deck with you, so we can we can talk about it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it, Zach and Ed, uh, and thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. Yeah, of course, of course. And uh, dear listeners, if you're enjoying Call of Discovery, please subscribe on your podcast app of choice. That way, you can hear us as soon as we come out, and we end up. Uh, in your little podcast inbox every time. If you're new to Keyforge, please visit the new player guide on Archon Arcana, the Keyforge wiki, which we've linked below to get started on your own unique journey into this wonderful game. If you are an experienced player looking to get other people into the game, definitely use that link to to send it to new players to get them started uh, on Keyforge. If you're looking to support us monetarily, please visit our Patreon linked below where you can sign up to support us monthly and enjoy rewards like access to our exclusive Discord where we get a lot of topics and questions for the show and you get to hear about our guests before the public does. Let us know what you'd like to see more or less of in future shows by interacting with us across all of social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook or send us an email at podcast at callofdiscovery.com and don't forget to visit our lovely guest Mr. Board Gamer on YouTube subscribe there and give him a follow on Instagram as well but most importantly if you think a friend would enjoy this podcast please help them to discover it have you answered the call of discovery? 